0: Okay, in this podcast, we will be discussing the correlational method in psychology research. And there's no way for me to make this a short podcast. There's just too much involved. So just sit tight, get some popcorn and a notepad, and and let's get started. Well, correlation is one type of descriptive method. And we've discussed before that descriptive methods try to describe behavior like with observation, or a case study, or using a survey. So correlations also falls into that category. The basic idea behind a correlational method is to describe how two factors, or we can use the word variables, relate to one another. Okay? Think of the root of the word correlation is relation. Okay? How are two things, or factors, related to one another? So let's use this example as we walk through it. I want to know whether or not my podcasts are helping to improve grades. Now, if I were a research professor right now and I wanted to know this, there are many research methods to choose from. But since I am running a correlation, I'm going to go ahead and go with that. But in the next podcast about experiments, I will use this same example and walk you through how this question could be studied using an experimental method so you can compare the two. All right. So one of the first things we need to do is to identify what our variables are, or we can use the word factors. In this case, we're studying two things, two variables, audio podcasts and grades. Are they connected in any way? Does using one help improve the other? Okay, that's the essential question we have here. The next step is to create operational definitions of of each variable. An operational definition is not just a definition. It's a definition of how we are going to be able to measure both of these things. How do we measure an audio podcast? How do we measure and give a score to grades? Well, the grades part is easy, right? 0 to 100% is a, is a nice number. There's a lot of variability there. That's why it's called a variable. Uh, so we're going to use 0 to 100% as our grade. Now, what about audio podcast? That's a little bit more challenging. Uh, maybe we can say uh, the number of minutes a student used or listened to in terms of the audio podcast. Or maybe how many did they listen to? Let's go with that. Let's pretend that I made 20 podcasts of varying lengths, and we're going to just count how many a student used during. We're not not really going to count if they repeated a podcast or whatever. So let's assume that in the course management system, and we're using Canvas, that Canvas keeps track of how many podcasts a student listens to. Now, of course, we could use a survey. I could ask students, right? But uh, let's just assume, and there there are many ways to collect that information, some better, some worse, because if I were to do in-person interviews or have students sign their name on it, you know I'm not going to get reliable data, right? Chances are the number of podcasts listened to will be marked higher than the reality, okay? Uh, Just because of maybe social pressure of wanting to please the professor, He's looking me straight in the face. I gotta say I I listened to 19, right? Okay, so let's assume that we have both of these numbers. So for each particular individual, and let's assume I have 100 students in my classes all taking Psych 100. The classes are designed exactly the same, right? They're listening to the same podcasts. And so I'm gonna find out by the end of the course how many podcasts they listen to and what their grades are, right? Seems pretty reasonable and doable. Okay, so when we collect these numbers, let's assume that um, just for visualization purposes, assume that I have a page for each student, so I have 100 pages, and each page basically has two numbers. <laughs> okay. I'm wasting paper. One number is 0 to 20, how many podcasts is to, and the other number is 0 to 100, what their grade was. And on a chalkboard, I would draw... graph x-axis y-axis and for each student i would draw a dot on that chart showing where that dot would be in terms of number of podcasts listened to and where the grades are okay so by the end of the study i'm going to collect 100 dots on this scatter plot graph Also, we're going to take these numbers and put it into a statistical program and have it help calculate the correlational coefficient. That is the name of the statistic when you run a correlation. So it's called the correlational coefficient. Let me describe this number to you. Once the the magical software program spits out the results for you, this number is going to be be between negative 1 and positive 1. That's it. Just like how a percentage is from 0 to 100. Well, technically you can have over 100, but that's not the best example. So, it's going to be between -1 and positive 1. It could be 0, it could be 0.5, -0.7, etc. Okay? I'm going to teach you how to make sense of that number without actually doing the statistics, just interpreting that final coefficient. Okay? It's going to help you to describe how Podcasts are related to grades or any two variables that you're comparing, okay? Could be diet uh, and exercise. It could be uh, the amount of minutes someone goes running and their weight, okay? So you can compare almost any two things that are numbers, okay? Okay, so um, let's assume that we ended up with a plus 0.5. First of all, let me just say this. A zero correlation, it's kind of self-explanatory, right? It means that there's no relationship. So a low score in either direction, plus or minus, you know, minus 0.1, a plus 0.1, plus 0.2 perhaps, and this depends on each study, okay? So these numbers are not absolute. But any score coefficient closer to the zero area is going to mean that audio podcast has nothing to do with grades, a student can listen to a lot of them and funk the class. A student maybe didn't listen to any of them and did great. Or, or some students listened to a lot of them and did great. Or some students listened to some of them and did poorly. So there's no pattern. And the scatter plots, if we were to visualize that graph, the dots would be sort of all over the place. There wouldn't be a particular shape that's created by all those hundred dots on the graph. So that's a low or zero correlation. Very rarely will you see the number zero, okay? But it could be very low. Now, a high correlation is a number that's closer to one. Now, rarely, if ever, we'll see a one. But let's say 0.6, 0.7, 0.8. Those are very high or strong correlations, okay? So it doesn't matter what the sign is. A negative number... That's closer to negative one, negative 0.56789, okay? Those are going to be very strong. What does that mean? That means listening to podcasts has something to do with one's grades. It's not an accident, okay? Okay, so that's just the size of the number, okay? How big or small the number is, closer to one or negative one. Now, so now we know low correlation, high correlation, okay? The two are connected or the two are not connected. Now, what about the plus or minus sign? The plus sign is called a positive correlation. Now, the negative sign is a negative correlation. Please remember that here, positive and negative does not mean good or bad. It depends on what you're studying, what what the variables are. The positive and negative refer to the plus sign and the negative sign. That's it. And it tells you how these two variables are related. Okay, So remember, the size of the number, 0.6, 0.7, 0.8, or a low number, 0.1, 0.2, tells you the strength of the correlation. Is there a connection or not? The plus or minus sign tells you the direction of the correlation. So let's start with the plus sign. If it's a positive correlation, that means that the two variables are changing, shifting in the same direction. Okay? So what does that mean? That means that if one had a low number of podcasts used, they would have a low grade. Okay? If they listen to a medium number of podcasts, they would have a medium grade. If they listen to a lot of podcasts, they would have a high grade. Okay, so if we were to look at these hundred dots, they would form a swarm that's flying up toward the upper right corner in an oval shape. Okay, so if you pick any dot that's along that oval shape, not not a perfect line, of course, but that oval shape going from bottom left to upper right. Okay, if you listen to very little, you have a low grade, listen to very many podcasts, you have a high grade, and that's where those dots will be. That's called a positive correlation. Now, if you take the positive side sign and then include a large number plus 0.6 plus 0.7, so what does that tell you? Combine those two pieces of information. First, you have a strong correlation because of the 0.6, and because of the positive sign, you have a strong positive correlation, which means as the more podcast one listens to the higher one's grades. And the other direction, the, lo- the fewer podcasts listen to, the lower the grades. Now that could be my secret wish, right? As an instructor, that's what I want or hope to see is a positive, strong, positive correlation. That's why I'm creating these podcasts. Now let's say at the end of the course, I found something different. I found a negative correlation. What does that mean? That means these two factors or variables are changing or shifting in opposite directions. As one goes up, the other goes down. Right? So how do we put that into a sentence to describe these two variables? The more podcasts someone listens to, the lower their grades, right? One goes up, the other goes down. It goes the other way too. The fewer podcasts listened to, the higher their grades. Okay? So my podcasts are having the opposite effect. Is that even possible? Sure, it's possible. Maybe a student's listening to too many of my podcasts and not reading the book. Ah, okay, that's possible. Okay, so in this case, a negative correlation is kind of a negative, like a bad result. But negative correlations just talks about the direction of how these two things are related. One goes up, one goes down. It doesn't always mean bad. Okay, positive correlation doesn't always mean good, right? Um, For example, the more fat you eat, the more weight you gain, right? That's a positive correlation. But is that a positive thing? No, right? The less fat you eat, the less weight you gain, right? That is a positive correlation, okay? Um, So, so... Don't conflate the two. Don't confuse that. One is when both, it just tells you that with a positive correlation, both variables are shifting in the same direction. Negative correlations, both variables are shifting in opposite directions. Okay. All right. So just to summarize with the correlational coefficient, the size of the number tells you one thing, strength or weakness. Okay. I mean, strong or weak correlation the plus or minus sign tells you how they're related, the direction, okay? Does one increase and the other increase, or does one increase and the other decrease, okay? That's very, very important. So I can give you any question, random question, about a correlational study, throw out a number there to you, a correlational coefficient, and you can interpret what the results mean, okay? so let's uh, also talk about how... Um, So now we've understand how to get that number, how to understand the number without using statistics. So let's look at significance, okay? So what is going on here between podcasts and um, and grades, okay? So there are three, at least three explanations of what the reality could be, okay? The reality could be that yeah, maybe listening to podcasts directly leads to getting good grades with a strong positive correlation. Now, with a correlational study, the difficulty here is because these are things that students are naturally doing. I did not conduct an experiment. And in the next podcast, you'll see why this is important. But isn't it also possible that students who earn good grades are more likely to use the podcasts. Students who tend to do poorly in classes, do have bad grades, are less likely to use all kinds of supplementary material, read the book, listen to podcasts, right? So that could explain these results as well, okay? Good students use podcasts, poor students tend not to use podcasts. So maybe it's not the podcast that's creating good grades, Maybe it's those with good grades are using the podcast, right? So you see what I'm talking about here, the direction of what we assume one is causing the other, okay? In a correlational study, this is why you've heard this phrase, correlation does not mean causation, right? Because, Because of the way a correlation is designed, we're only looking to see if one happens, does the other one happen? There's no way to prove which one came first or what led to the other, okay? okay, Is it that running produces better health or is it that healthy people are more likely to run? It can go either direction. Now, another third explanation could be that maybe there's something we're not measuring here. Maybe something called motivation. Maybe students with the highest motivations will have the best grades, and also, listen to the most podcasts. So it's a third variable, let's call it a C, caused A and B to happen, right? Cause this sort of false correlation to happen. Now that's called an extraneous variable, or a third variable. So we started with two variables, but we end up with three. We could have many, many of these third variables, right? And that is because of the way a correlation is designed. We cannot exclude all these other third variables. They are equally plausible and possible, right? Um, What if we didn't measure age? What if we found out that it's the older students, more mature, more motivated maybe, because they're returning from being away from school so long. They, They spend more time studying. They use all the resources. So maybe the true explanation for why those with higher grades also listen to a lot of podcasts, is age, right? So that's another example of a third variable, and we can go on with many of those. Maybe it's income. Maybe those with more resources have more tools available and more time to study. They're not working as many hours, right? Work hours could be another third variable. So that's the main weakness of a correlational study, is that there's lack of control. And this is the main reason why... You cannot ever conclude, no matter how strong the correlation that podcasts cause, listening to podcasts cause directly someone to have good grades, okay? So in conclusion, we can only use words like related, correlated, associated, okay? When you see these words described in an article about someone's research, that should clue you in that they're not using the word cause, that, oh, a correlation was done here. They're only related to one another. So is this useless? Is this useless research that smoking is related to cancer, that diet is related to heart disease, right? Um, why can't they just say one causes the other? Well, if someone does say that, that smoking causes cancer, or that um, watching podcasts can improve grades, they're making an assumption Based on lots of strong correlational data, but they cannot directly prove it. Okay? So this is not to say that you should go out there and smoke, right? You're putting yourself at risk if you do that. Because if you look at the scatter plot, are you likely to be that dot of that on that graph where you score high in smoking but low on lung diseases? Or are you gonna be one of the more of the majority of the dots? in the direction of poor health and uh, high cigarette count, okay? So there are advantages to using correlations. They're fairly easy to do, right? I can conduct this study tomorrow if I wanted to. I can find meaningful information. It could give me clues that lead me to other research, right? Like I just mentioned, maybe it's age. Maybe it's a third variable. So my next study could be to do a correlation using those variables, Right. So it could be a domino effect of of more discovery. So correlations are very useful. Sometimes we find correlations when we least expect them. And the main disadvantage, of course, is that we cannot make this powerful statement that I know what directly caused someone to have good grades. And that is because they listen to my podcast. I cannot make that claim. And that is the main downside of a correlational study is that it's not an experiment. It's like saying the worst trait I I have is that I'm not Michael Jordan. (laughs) That's kind of dumb, but, uh, but that's really what it's saying, is that the disadvantage of a correlational study is that it's not an experiment. Only an experiment can use claim that one variable directly caused or had an effect on another variable, and that will be in the next podcast. Okay, that was 20 minutes of your time. I appreciate you listening. This is Dr. C, and I'll talk to you later. Hey there, thanks for listening to this podcast today. Can you do me a big favor Um, just so that this podcast gets heard by more students of psychology and other people interested in the field? Uh, Go to Apple Podcasts and put a little rating there if you like and uh, a brief uh, review, okay? And you can also contact me directly using the links in the description, whether it's Twitter or email, with any suggestions or feedback that you may have to make the show better. And uh, if there are any topics you want me to talk about, I can add them. And if you want to support me by buying me a coffee, the methods are listed in the description as well. Again, thanks and have a great day.